0: Faces Tectonic Shopping. Welcome to Knickknack News. I'm Anthony.
1: And I'm Alex. And my first story today is AI slash technology news.
0: It's a mystery. (laughs)
1: This is from futurism.com, and the headline is, Website tests your ability to spot AI-generated faces. Deep fakes and other AI-generated images have become commonplace, and the algorithms that churn them out have become widespread. Um, On one hand, this means cooler movies and video game visual effects. On the other hand, it means that bad actors can produce photorealistic propaganda and other convincing but fake media, which is kind of scary. Yeah. That's why two University of Washington scientists created a website called com, which is meant to train people to spot the telltale signs that an alleged photo was actually built by an algorithm by asking them to guess which of two side-by-side photos is a real person and which is an AI created duplicate or dupe. Basically. Um, The website has been up and running since February Shortly after, a website called com went live, which is a website that just shows you a f- like a picture of a face that's fake.
0: I think I've seen examples of these. Okay. Yeah.
1: Um, and this site highlights an AI algorithm that was built by NVIDIA called StyleGAN. And it's actually a, um, it uses a general adversarial network. Remember when we talked about that?
0: Yeah, I think that was. A few episodes ago? That was also NVIDIA.
1: Was it NVIDIA? Yeah. Okay.
0: I guess they're doing this a lot.
1: So... Um, yeah, it can create portraits of human faces just like out of thin air and it looks like real people. Um, so this website focuses on specific errors and glitches in that algorithm. So it might not work for like other algorithms, but it can just help you. It actually like gives you tips on how to look for certain things in the photo that tell you that it's a fake photo. Hmm. Um, so yeah, so it's actually pretty cool and it made me feel like, yes, some people are combating this inevitable wave of like, I don't know, fake media. It's like the next level of photoshopping photos, right? It's like, right. oh, that photo was photoshopped. Oh, That whole person that entire, is just fake. You yeah, know? that like,
0: person's fake. That video is completely fake. Yeah. They can make some really convincing ones already. Right. Yeah. And,
1: and they can put like faces that you know the face and make it look like they're saying something that they didn't actually say and...
0: It's, it's yeah, it is nice to see somebody combating that. I don't I feel like it doesn't matter cuz eventually <laughs> it's going to be so good you won't be able to tell. Like that's yeah. just that's just the natural progression of this. There's I I don't well, think there's any way around it.
1: I kind of think that too, but for now, <laughs> yeah. they're not all the way there yet the algorithm, so there are issues. So right. you can go to this website. And it's really fun. I did this for a while earlier cuz it was just fun. <laughs> You just click the link and it just shows you two pictures of faces and you have to pick which one you think is the real person. And then it tells you if you're right or wrong. How did you do? I, I did pretty well, actually. Like, yeah. I wasn't 100% though. Like, definitely some of them I got wrong. Like, it wasn't, you know, across the board. It was really hard. It wasn't easy. It wasn't, like, obvious every time. Like, yeah. I had to actually, like, look Most at certain things. of the videos aren't that
0: convincing, but, like, the photos of just people that were created out of nothing are some they're pretty convincing some of them at least, the ones, that I, the, least the ones yeah I've you want to see yeah. example am i supposed to, oh i'm supposed to pick which one of these people is fake
1: yes or which one is the real person The
0: real person i'm guessing the one with their their hand over their mouth
1: yeah see that that was easy because it's like that you kind of know that that's hard to do but this other one person looks real oh right? yeah no like it looks it's like, a, not it, like...
0: It, it looks like a person that could completely exist
1: yeah I, so you can just keep like regenerating this, and it's just like these faces. So yeah, if you wanna like check this out, I I thought it was fun. There's a whole page that's just like look for this in the photo, look for this in the photo, and like te- if it's if you're not sure, you know. But mm. so interesting. For now. For now. <laughs> yes, for now. For a while. We don't know how long, but for a while, this will help you if you like distinguish when something is a fake photo online. So I think that's good. <laughs>
0: they're probably just using this website to train the networks on images that are easy to identify as, as real. And then they're going to use those to make more convincing fakes. Probably. That's, that's Wait, my... shoot,
1: they're using this as part of the training.
0: <laughs> that's part of my conspiracy theory. <laughs> we're the that adversary.
1: They have an adversarial network and we're the adversary instead of another neural network or so. This joke is only funny if you know how this works,
0: Go back and listen to our other episode. But yeah, listen to it. our
1: other episode because it's like you have two things. Anyway, yeah. yeah. They could be using the people using the, this website to like make the thing better. Mm-hmm. That's very possible.
0: Yeah. yeah. My first story is science news. From National Geographic. Uh, the headline reads, a tectonic plate may have peeled apart and that could shrink the Atlantic Ocean
1: peeled apart
0: like the top part came off the bottom like it peeled like
1: okay tectonic plates they just seem like they can't make that motion but i,
0: I, I believe you i'm just
1: having a hard time envisioning it
0: i mean if they are they're doing it very slowly <laughs> um uh this this starts off kind of narratively for years Uh, João de Duarte, oh boy, I bet I butchered that. That's
1: pretty good, I don't know.
0: Um, Has puzzled over a seemingly boring underwater expanse off the coast of Portugal. In 1969, this site spawned a massive earthquake that rattled the shore and sparked a tsunami. Fifty years after the event, he may finally know why. The bottom of the tectonic plate off Portugal's coast seems to be peeling away from its top. Uh, The action may be providing the necessary spark for one plate to start grinding beneath another in what's known as a subduction zone, according to computer simulations Duarte presented in April at the European Geosciences Union meeting. So he thinks that he's got this theory right now that uh, that earthquake was the result of this peeling motion that's actually cause, giving birth to a new subduction zone, which is where one tectonic, tectonic plate slips beneath another one. Mm-hmm. Um, if confirmed, the new work would be the first time an oceanic plate has been caught in the act of peeling, and it may uh, mark one of the earliest stages of the Atlantic Ocean shrinking, sending Europe inching toward Canada as predicted by some models of tectonic activity. So the Atlantic Ocean oh. just like gradually becoming narrower.
1: I didn't know that was what they were predicting. Uh,
0: according to some huh. models, apparently, but this they never the models didn't explain why, and this might. Okay. Um, it's a big statement, Duarte says, of the conclusions, <laughs> acknowledging <laughs> that he and his team still have work to do. Maybe this is the, not the solution to all the problems, but I think we have something new here. So um, wow. he is acknowledging that it's not... It's not 100% guaranteed. In the region where the 1969 earthquake occurred, there are no obvious signs of faults, contorted landscapes, or underwater mountains, which are all features that would point to some tectonic changes occurring there. Um, the key, according to uh, Duarte, <laughs> I keep saying his name, uh, likely lies in a seemingly innocuous layer in the middle of the te- tectonic plate. Past work suggested that the water percolating through the ocean plate's fractures had reacted with the rocks below the surface transforming them into soft green minerals in a process known as serpentinization.
1: Serpentinization?
0: Which is a really like, cool word. That is cool. Um, and perhaps this layer provided just enough weakness to allow the denser bottom of uh, the plate to peel away. So that's kind of the, the model that huh. he did. So he teamed up with uh, geologist uh, Nicolas Real to craft a numerical model that included both the serpentinized layer and fractured zones nearby, Uh, The result revealed a drip-like shape that formed beneath the ocean plate as its bottom layers began peeling away, which sparked deep fractures that seemed to be a baby subduction zone. So they have a numerical model that suggests that this actually could be what's happening. Um, The work has yet to appear in a peer-reviewed journal, have to give that disclaimer, and for now, (laughs) other geologists are approaching the results with a mix of cautious excitement and healthy skepticism. Um, and there were other instances in the article where they mentioned people had made this, had this theory before, but there had never been data to, to back it up. Yeah.
1: Well, it sounds like there's just like, wait, we can match up this theory to something that actually happened in real life and it could be evidence for that. Right. So that's really exciting.
0: I I think it's really cool. It's, it's, it's fascinating. This, this article is so long (laughs) (laughs) and so dense with information. So if you want to know more details, they definitely go into them. I just didn't want to, I didn't want to go completely i felt like i included enough big words as it, as it was <laughs> yeah i <laughs> thought that was good that was like, i
1: like that word serpentinization serpentinization
0: the process of becoming a snake
1: wow that's not what it means here it, 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 but, uh, it does sound like that that's what I, it yeah. reminds me of my it, it actually might be my new favorite long word my previously favorite long word was sesquipedalian which means the use of long words
0: it's a it's a very good word this is a good word. Feels a little it's a little meta for my tastes.
1: I like it. I don't care. Wow. Okay. So I'll just have to read the whole thing later because yeah. that's it's it's, it's really interesting. Cool. It's
0: definitely worth a read. Um,
1: <laughs> I feel like I haven't really like thought about tectonic plates since like, <laughs> I don't know, eighth grade or something.
0: I feel you don't really don't you don't think very often about how the earth is constantly shifting beneath us. <laughs> yeah. Probably for good reasons.
1: <laughs> it's probably good. Yeah. Okay. All right. My next story is business news. Kind of like a, also a crossover to technology news. Like, Ooh. everything. Okay. So this is from futurism.com. Want to leave the store with exactly what you planned to buy? You might want to consider setting your smartphone to do not disturb. A new study has found that shoppers who use phones for tasks unrelated to retail tend to purchase items they didn't plan to buy or forget ones that they did plan to buy. A startling example of how the ubiquity of mobile devices may be impacting the decision-making of entire populations. For Mm. the shopping (laughs) list, they're saying that if you're distracted by your phone, Uh it leads to you just, like, buying just stuff.
0: What if I use my phone as a shopping list?
1: Well, I don't know if they included that in their study. I think it was more like the distraction of it. Like, the distraction Mm. of notifications causes you to loose focus from targeted decision making okay um for the shopping study which was published in the journal of the academy of marketing science on monday an international team of researchers studied 2520 shoppers as they left a mass merchandiser and found that those who use their phones for shopping unrelated tasks while in the store bought nine percent more unplanned items
0: wow okay that's pretty significant
1: yeah uh, the researchers then conducted an experiment in which they asked 231 participants to watch a video recorded from the point of view of a grocery shopper who placed nine items in their cart but picked up and put down several others. Or Like they were doing, they're putting stuff in their cart and then like, I don't know, shuffling things around. And some of the participants listened to shopping. They keep using shopping unrelated as like a word and it's like, I don't know if that's a word, Um, phone conversation. So they were listening to a phone conversation while watching some or all of the video and others received push notifications in the corner of their screen while they were watching the video, Um, and then a control group didn't encounter any distractions. And the researchers found that the participants who completed the task without any shopping-unrelated phone use did a better job of noting which items from a list of 15 actually made it into the cart, like a planned 15 items, than those who listened to the phone call or saw the push notifications. Like, they couldn't, like, remember, like, what actually made it in the cart as well. Um, this was interesting too, because I read about a study. This was like a few years ago, something, I read something where they did a study. Um, (laughs) they had people, um, they were testing to see if people would make decisions about whether to eat like an unhealthy dessert or like a fruit. And they, they like put them in different situations where like sometimes they were like trying to like memorize these, like they told people like, to memorize these, this long list of numbers and walk down a hallway and then recite it at the end of the hallway. But halfway down the hallway, they would get interrupted with like, would you like cake or fruit? It was like (laughs) something like that. And they found that if the people were like, not memorizing the numbers when they were walking, they would pick the fruit. But if you were like trying to memorize these numbers, you would pick the cake. (laughs) And it was like this whole, it was a similar, I know it was very different than this, but it was a similar kind of thing of like, you, it's, you can't, like, focus on two things. So, like, if your focus is in one place, it's going to affect your decision-making mm. uh, in the second area, if that makes sense. Yeah. So this is kind of a similar thing. It's like if your focus is on your phone... You're not going to be thinking like you know what? Do I really need this? I'm not going to buy this thing or not. You're just like putting stuff in your cart. <laughs> like,
0: yeah. huh. that's kind
1: of what I got from this. Like very interesting.
0: I said, I, I mean, I feel like I have that problem going shopping regardless of whether I have my phone or not. It's <laughs> yeah. most. It's mostly me going like, oh, there's a flavor of Oreos I've never tried, or oh, there's red velvet Oreos I haven't had those in a while. <laughs> it's mostly Oreos, I guess.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh wait, I just always buy Oreos. I just always, oh. Wait, maybe I
0: just always buy Oreos when I don't mean to. <laughs> well,
1: yeah, I mean that's the like whole thing of like, oh, I'm just browsing. Oh, that looks interesting. That looks oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, that, get that's this. how like, I end up
0: with extra things. I guess it's I kind of
1: feel that way more too. More than distractions,
0: I just I'm easy. I guess I'm easily distracted by items in the store.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but do you have your phone with you? Probably. I mean, I have it I with me, but too. I don't like, usually
0: I don't usually check it.
1: I feel like I look at my phone
0: when I'm grocery shopping. I'm usually I I don't like grocery shopping, so I'm usually there to just like get in and get out as fast as possible. Yeah. So I'm not usually pulling out my phone and looking okay. at it unless I'm specifically shopping for like. Rest, like a recipe or something, mm-hmm. and I need to reference it. That's about it. And and that
1: yeah. would be a shopping related task. So yes, uh, that doesn't that doesn't count for what they're a saying. shop
0: a shopping dash related task. Yes, or sh- hypen, shopping, uh, hyphen 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 yeah. shopping hyphen related task. Yeah.
1: Right. Alright, So we'll see. I don't know. I don't know if this is going to change my life <laughs> at all, but
0: <laughs> I'm it gonna, might I'm change yours. Gonna, so. No, I'm just going to end up a lot of Oreos. Still. Or
1: whoever's listening to this might change yours. <laughs> a
0: lot of Oreos. My next story is technology news. This comes from Gizmodo. Experimental plane shows supersonic blasts of air could simplify the way we pilot aircraft. The headline doesn't is a little confusing. Sounds I imagine. like that
1: would complicate aircraft. Yes,
0: it does. I'm re- I'm realizing reading the headline now, it does sound like <laughs> that. But that's not what it's about. Okay. Um, so. The more moving parts a machine has, the more likely it is to eventually fail. That seems pretty obvious. Okay. Um, This is especially problematic for aircraft, given the fact that a mechanical failure during a flight can be catastrophic. True. Uh, Also, yeah, kind of obvious. Uh, To help remedy this, a British aerospace company recently tested a unique plane that replaces its wing's adjustable ailerons, which are are ailerons. Wow. uh, Ailerons, sure. Ailerons? Uh, That's the the little flaps on the wing that move up and down. Um, it replaces those with powerful blasts of air to steer the craft instead. Um,
1: this oh. was developed
0: in collaboration with researchers from the University of Manchester. Uh, it's The company is called BAE Systems, and the craft is called the MAGMA, M-A-G-M-A, all caps. I, I don't know what it stands for. They didn't say. Um, the craft actually demonstrates two different approaches to using moving air to steer a plane. Uh, The first is called wing circulation control, and it directs some of the air generated by the plane's jet engine through thin vents located on the trailing edge of the wings where you'd normally find the ailerons. Ha, I got it that time. Uh, That can raise and lower. So when the vents are open, the blasts of air moving at supersonic speeds change the direction of air moving over the aircraft's wings during flight, which causes the plane to nose up or roll, depending on how many of the vents are active. So instead of moving these little vents, it uses air to, like, it affects the how the wind goes over the, the wings. Okay. And it, I don't really know how planes work <sighs> in general.
1: I don't either. I'm trying to... Like, but there's the still vents flaps, that have to open, right? The little flaps make
0: a little more sense, I guess. Yeah, but apparently the the I, there were actually comments similar to that in the uh, comment section on this article, and people were saying, yeah, but there's a lot more mechanical parts involved in like the hydraulic system that's moving those vents, than or moving those the ailerons than there would be in something like this, which, is, which uh, would just be like a single valve that's controlling whether air's flowing oh, okay. or
1: not. Okay. Okay. Um,
0: and planes also usually have multiple like. In case one fails, so any okay. a number of things that they can reduce means that they're like exponentially reducing the number of components that could fail. Oh yeah,
1: okay, which okay. Which is
0: pretty good all, overall. Yeah. Um, the other approach that this aircraft tests is called fluidic thrust vector, vectoring, Whoa. which. This, uh, the first one, I can Fancy. kind of <laughs> guess maybe what it does. This one, I have no idea. <laughs> um, it instead uses a series of vents inside the jet engine's rear nozzle to control the angle of thrust as it exits the craft, which in turn allows the plane to maneuver. I guess, like, the wind itself, then, is, like, directing how the plane goes as opposed to changing how the air moves over the wings. I don't know. Wow. This is probably really cool if you know aerospace engineering things.
1: Yeah, and like the physics of, of lift, planes, air, yeah. and planes, and
0: I have a very limited knowledge of how that works, just based on like maybe a textbook or something a long time ago. But it's just, it's still kind yeah, of blows same, my mind. Same, same. Like we can I, I understand like the
1: basic, basic fundamentals of why it works, but <laughs> what what seems insane to me is that we can get it to work with such a huge machine.
0: Yeah, it just doesn't doesn't make but, any sense. <laughs> just giant metal bird. Yeah. Um, In addition to simplifying the design of at least a part of the craft, which can make them cheaper to maintain and more reliable in the long run, uh, this approach can also help reduce a plane's radar signature, which should interest the military. military. Apparently radar can, like, the more seams in a plane's design, like, the easier it is to detect with radar. Oh. Um, And this, by removing those, like, moving flaps, like, would reduce that and would make it... More.
1: i guess that makes sense because isn't the whole way that radar works is like it's bouncing back it's like mm. bouncing a signal so back the fewer to
0: the fewer surfaces that it can bounce off of i guess yeah is probably how that works
1: probably from
0: my very limited knowledge of how radar works yeah but
1: also very I'm limited really knowledge, i'm really but diving
0: but in the deep i pr- never thought
1: about this before that's why the one the plane that's like the stealth plane it's like really like flat mm-hmm. that's probably why it yep. works because it's like there aren't I also surfaces. had this realization
0: while reading this article.
1: <laughs> I never thought about that before. Yeah. Wow. So,
0: I think yeah. I learned some things.
1: I learned some things right now.
0: Yeah. Cool. I think that sound. I mean, anything to make air travel more safe.
1: I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They definitely. do say,
0: like, the, this will probably start in the military because of the stealth aspect, but it's something that they could see moving to commercial.
1: Oh, yeah. Phase. I'm sure. it Like, like the, the technology starts there, but it mm-hmm. usually trickles into commercial stuff too a lot of
0: big military or a lot of big technology starts in the military yeah Mm so i thought that was wow change fundamentally changing how planes work that's that's pretty wild
1: agreed all right my next story is health news this is from cnn uh, the headline is that uh, heart failure is on the rise in younger populations.
0: Um, oh, good! I'm, I just—I'm the younger thought population. Thought I'd let everyone know.
1: Well, it's 35 is the lower limit oh. of the of the population, so That's we're not there yet.
0: Got got a few years.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> uh, a recent decline in heart failure related deaths in the United States has reversed, and those types <laughs> no. of deaths are now climbing nationwide, especially among adults ages 35 to 64. Um, some people looked at data that's available on the CDC website and they saw that like for um, a few years, the trend of like cardiac deaths was decreasing. And then all of a sudden it started increasing again. And so they have enough data to see that it's definitely increasing now. That's basically the whole story. Do they know why?
0: Do they have ideas why? They don't know for sure,
1: but they think that it's because of higher rates of um, like obesity Hmm. and um, hypertension and diabetes they listed those three as like really huge risk factors, um, so they think that that's why, but they don't really know why. Um, that's
0: interesting. I would think those things would have also been on the decline well, in recent years, but right, I guess like not. Like you would
1: think that, but
0: I guess I, I don't have any. I don't because, have any reason to think that except for the fact that it seems like more health food options and stuff are more widely available. Well, I
1: think. I think part of the key of this too is that it's in a young, like younger, air quotes, younger mm-hmm. people than before. So if you look at like the age group of like thirty-five to like. 50, well, they, they said 35 to 64 in this article. But I think that the incidence rates of those other conditions is higher in that younger population now. And okay. that's why, like, overall, it's increasing, like, cardiac events.
0: That makes sense. Um,
1: yeah, which is kind of sad. But yeah, I
0: guess all the more motivation to stay healthy.
1: Yeah, I mean, and then just kind of goes into like, oh, okay, these are the risk factors, and they don't really know why it's happening, but right. just someone like found this and is they're they're trying to just let people know, like, hey, <laughs> this is not good it's happening. <laughs> um, but they also did mention that the the study was relying on death certificate data, um, which apparently carries a risk of the death being misclassified, so like mm. not documenting exactly like what caused it. Um, so that could have, you know, caused issues with their data that they're looking at. Um, but I don't know. Just what they have right now, it looks like it's increasing. So that's bad. Pay attention to your heart health. Yeah. It's a PSA from us.
0: Yeah. Keep Be your hearts healthy.
1: Yeah. I have no medical advice for that. And we are not a medical advice
0: show. So I'm not going to go any not further. Even, not even but, kind
1: um, of. yeah, go to a, a knowledgeable resource about that if you're... Worried. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Maybe talk to your doctor.
1: Talk talk to your doctor about...
0: Heart. Medicine. (laughs) My next story is Mother's Day news. Aww. It's from CNN. Kraft will pay you $100 to get a babysitter on Mother's Day.
1: Why? (laughs) That's a little random. Uh,
0: Kraft, the purveyors of boxed macaroni and cheese... Beloved is an easy, quick meal for the family. I don't know if this article was sponsored by Kraft. Uh, they want to do more for moms on Mother's Day 2019. The company has announced a plan to help pay for moms who want to spend Mother's Day taking a break from mothering. They will pay up to $100 per mom to cover bills for babysitters hired this Sunday, May 12th, during Mother's Day. Uh, this is a quote from, uh, wow, I'm gonna, this, is, this could be rough. Sergio Eluterio? Uh, the hmm. head of marketing for craft mother's day is a day to celebrate mom and all her greatness. But we know the holiday doesn't stop the challenges of motherhood, temper tantrums, sleepless nights and picky eaters with craft mother's day away. We are, <laughs> <laughs> we, <laughs> we are giving moms across the country, the chance to have what they secretly really want some time for themselves.
1: I, I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this. I don't either, but Um,
0: I think think the way I feel is this is funny.
1: It is funny, like, but it's just also kind of weird. Like, it's like, get away from your family on Mother's Day.
0: Moms can hire the babysitters and upload a picture of the receipt or invoice from the babysitting service via the craft's Mother's Day Away site. Craft uh, also asked moms to provide a description of why they needed the time of time away. <laughs> so,
1: I d- what if you provide a bad description? Do you not get the money? I have like, no
0: idea. The company says they'll cover the cost for up to fifty thousand dollars worth of babysitting on Mother's Day. Um, so five hundred? No. Wait. One thousand. Wait. wait. Yeah. 1, They're going to pay you hundred dollars. No, hundred. It's a hundred. So yeah. And then it's fifty thousand. So yeah. Okay. Yeah, no. Okay. So five hundred people. For a second, get it. I thought it was fifty. Yeah. No, it's not really that many people (laughs) Uh,
1: get your application in quick
0: yeah the offer ends on may 19th or while funds are available so i guess don't like bank on the fact that you're going to get this a hundred dollars um and it's limited to one request per person email or household address because duh (laughs) Yeah.
1: wow just that's a fun marketing idea i guess
0: yeah i don't really know what benefit it has for craft
1: I like that CNN said that they were a beloved yeah. meal option. I think that it used to be true, but I have no idea if that's true Beloved is now. a strong word that's, given
0: how many amazing options there are for macaroni and cheese that aren't Kraft. Right. Yeah.
1: Like when I was growing up, we ate Kraft mac and cheese and it was good. Yeah. But like now, would I buy that now? Not on purpose. I don't think I would. Like,
0: Maybe if I was distracted by my phone.
1: All right, it's time for breaking news. Ooh. The part of the show where Anthony and I look up stories that just happened today or were just posted today, and we read them to you on the fly. Ready, set, go! go. All right, I found something from ABC News. And the headline is, Florida woman pulls alligator out of pants during traffic <laughs> stop.
0: That's not where that goes.
1: A Florida woman pulled a small alligator out of her pants during a traffic stop Monday morning. The unidentified woman showed an office of the reptile when asked, do you have anything else? (laughs) There were also 42 striped mud turtles and one soft shell turtle in the woman's vehicle when she was pulled over on a highway in Punta Gorda, some 100 miles south of Tampa, according to the Charlotte County Sheriff's Office. The Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission was called to the scene to investigate, um, and the reptiles were seized and then released. It looks like, so oh, that's good because the because these reptiles are protected under state law, so you can't. Well, it, for the alligators specifically, you can't have one of those without a permit,
0: and probably not in your pants. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she had it in her pants. That's, like,
0: just, that's no, don't do that.
1: It's an alligator. What if it bites you? Like, what?
0: It's in a bat. It's in a place with lots of biteable places. Yeah. Don't I, I don't know? Ask your doctor before you put an alligator in your pants.
1: <laughs> Ask your doctor about
0: pants, pants. alligators. <laughs> <Sorry. laughs> <laughs> just, just about pants in general. What are your thoughts? What
1: are you? How how, I, how should I use my pants? <laughs>
0: Not for reptilian transport. Oh, right. I found this story on NBC. Why NASA just destroyed a simulated New York City with a huge fake asteroid.
1: Whoa. What?
0: They said, don't panic. It was just a test. A, make, a make-believe a make asteroid 200 feet wide just plowed into a simulated New York City sent there by NASA as part of an exercise to study what might happen if astronomers found a giant space rock hurtling towards Earth. Uh, if the collision had been real, the city would have been hit with the force... With a force one thousand times more powerful than a nuclear bomb, uh, leveling buildings from Central Park to Lower Manhattan and causing up to one point three million deaths. But again, it was just a simulation. Oh, wow, this didn't happen. Um, so they've trying to they've been trying to use this to figure out uh, to what extent space missions and evacu- evacuation plans might help mitigate damage from something like this happening. Uh, They Hmm. said the city might have been spared had there been more than eight fictional years to plan space missions to knock the asteroid off course from Earth. Um, Luckily, we usually have uh, decades of warning before such an object would collide with the Earth. So that part at least wasn't entirely accurate. Um, Scientists say that we can expect one asteroid big enough to cause serious damage to hit Earth about once every 60 years which is more re- often than lot. I would think. Yeah. Um. Hmm. So, yeah, there are an estimated 25,000 near-Earth asteroids as big as the one used in the simulation, and we don't know where roughly two-thirds of those are. We just know they're out there, which I don't know how.
1: Wait, but we know they're out there, but we don't know where they are? We know they're, they're out are.
0: there, but we don't know where they are. I mean, I guess maybe we're but just well, not tracking their trajectory and, like, where they're actually located. We just have yeah, seen them at some point. Yeah,
1: it's probably like, oh, we, we saw something somewhere, but we don't know what its path is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And the odds that an asteroid will smash into one of the world's biggest cities as opposed to the ocean yeah. or a less populated area is, is like, pretty low. But Yeah, that makes sense. They specifically mentioned Youngstown, Ohio as an example of a what? smaller <laughs> location where it could hit. It's like, okay. Okay, why is... Yeah. Somebody has no. someone, something something oh, against somebody Ohio? in Youngstown.
1: <laughs> Ohio is often used as just this like example of like Oh, well, let's pick a random location. Yeah. In Ohio, like I feel like that happens a lot in like things.
0: They said so the I, the sentence the is said, we could have made it land in Youngstown, Ohio or Lincoln, Nebraska or Fairf- Fairfield, Iowa, uh but that's not as interesting as New York. <laughs> Rude. <laughs> but probably true uh, um yeah so they're they're doing a uh, experiments okay. to see if if we could uh maybe so knock one of these things the off course result
1: or, of the experiment was that we could prevent this or
0: there's more to the article but uh gotcha i don't i don't want to delve too deep just that, makes that sense. uh yeah i'll have to
1: look that up later it's
0: good to know that they're thinking about it
1: mm-hmm. and it's good to know
0: especially if it could happen once every 60 years
1: yeah that really is more frequent than i would have thought yeah hmm.
0: they must i mean i guess it's been happening and they just go in the ocean or something
1: or they like narrowly miss the planet yeah because that probably could happen too like hmm. i know sometimes there's like risk of like this asteroid could hit us but like it's not 100 percent going to you know
0: yeah we've definitely talked about some of those before right
1: All right, that's our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We post episodes every Friday, and as always, the links to this week's stories will be in the episode description.
0: You can subscribe to Knickknack News on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or whatever other app you'd like to use. You can also follow Knickknack News on Facebook at facebook.com slash news and on Twitter at at news.
1: All right, we'll see you next week. Bye.
0: Bye. They're probably just using this website to train...
1: (laughs) Sorry, all my equipment's falling over. I'm sorry. (laughs) Go ahead.